So thankful to be with you once again on the program. Watch Therefore, and once again, a very special episode of the program in that the teaching series that we're getting ready to go into is one that we're also having in our Bible study fellowship here in Pearland, Texas, in the Houston area. We have a vision to plant a Watch Therefore Community Fellowship Church, and we've begun with a weekly Bible study fellowship. And if you're in the Houston area and you'd like more information about that, make sure you contact us using the contact information on your screen there. So what we're going to do is start in a series on the book of Psalms. Wow, what a wonderful, special, relevant, powerful uh, compilation of songs of praise for us to go through. Uh, and we're going to see this is very important for this special hour of time where the Lord's placed us. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Oh, Holy Father in heaven and our great God and Savior, Messiah Jesus' name, thank you for this special, holy time we have. May it truly help us to watch their form be ready for our soon, any moment, coming King for us in the clouds, Messiah Jesus. Thank you, Father, in his holy name. Amen and amen. So the Psalms are a compilation of writings through many, many years that are compiled into a book of the Bible. It's the longest book of the Bible. Uh, of course, a primary theme, like I mentioned a moment ago, is that the Psalms are songs of praise, yet the Psalms also cover so many matters of life, jubilation, war, peace, worship, judgment, praise, and mourning. Yeah, yet most importantly is the prophetic theme of the scriptures, the prophecies of our Messiah Jesus, the messianic prophecies, not only of his first coming, but his second coming as well. The first 41 Psalms and then many later Psalms were written by King David. David, the warrior king, the psalmist, the prophet, and type of Christ. Never forget, this is so important to remember, that Jesus Christ, Messiah Yeshua, our great God and Savior, is the son of David. And, and so the Psalms have many authors, as I mentioned, King David, but also Asaph, the sons of Korah, Solomon, and Psalm 90 was written by Moses, and there are other anonymous writers as well. Uh, the Psalms cover such a wide time span from about 1400 BC uh, to 430 BC, from the time of Moses all the way up to the time after the children of Israel are brought back from the Babylonian captivity um, into the promised land. And so this is an ancient book, yes, but like I said at the beginning, so relevant for today. This is today and tomorrow's news. 
things that have not yet taken place, but that are on the doorstep of this prophetic generation. The Psalms are so powerful and so important for us today. Yeah, and, and, and so remember, today is the day of salvation, and the Psalms point directly to Israel and, the, and our Messiah. When I say our, I mean the Messiah of the nations, the Messiah of the nations. Now, of course, I'm Jewish, and I'm an American Israeli, but I'm here in America today. Messiah Jesus is Israel's Messiah and the Messiah of the nations. So today what we're going to do is look at Psalm 1. Let's just get started, shall we? Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. The word blessed here literally means happy. Happy. Is this a happy generation? Are the people around us today generally happy? No, but that doesn't have to be you. It doesn't have to be me. We can be happy in Messiah Jesus, even in this challenging and difficult hour. First, the psalmist begins with what not to do. You know, it's important to learn what not to do, especially in a world that is celebrating what not to do. Yes, and, and things we shouldn't do. So, blessed, happy is the man or woman that doesn't listen to the counsel of the ungodly. It's amazing to me. In this corrupt time of such wickedness, of every human institution that is so corrupt today, it's amazing to me how many professing Jesus as Lord and Savior so listen to the counsel of the ungodly. No, no, listen, more than ever, it's important to discern the background, the beliefs, and, and the ways that those who tell us, here's how you should think, here's what you should do, here's how you should live, regarding the most important matters of life, what do they believe? Are they for Jesus the Lord or against him? Yeah? And then decide, no, this is the ungodly. I shouldn't listen to them. You couldn't pick a more dangerous generation to listen to the ungodly. Right? And so, who stands in the, who stands in the path of sinners? Blesses the man who doesn't stand in the path of sinners. Listen, there's two primary paths. There's two primary paths. One is a wide path that leads to destruction, and many are on that path. Our Savior Jesus said, and the Word of God says, but there's a narrow path that leads to life, and only few are on that path, and only few find that path. Which path are you on? Yeah, and who do you stand with? Who do you fellowship with? You show me your friends, you show me your fellowship, and I'll show you your destiny. Yeah, and happy. Blessed is the man who doesn't sit in the seat of the scornful. The one who sits in the seat of the scornful has the mouth of a scoffer. The mouth of a scoffer. No, they're, they're scoffing at the things of God. They're, they're God mockers and God haters. And they're a dime a dozen in this generation. And they're fulfilling Bible prophecy. And when I hear them scoffing and mocking, I tell them, listen, you're fulfilling Bible prophecy, and this is not the way you want to do it. 
Why? Well, listen to what Peter says in 2 Peter chapter 3. Beloved, I now write to you this second epistle, in both of which I stir up your pure minds by way of reminder, that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts, and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they willfully forget, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of water and in the water, by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Listen, folks. Today, as the signs of the coming of our Savior, as the signs of the seven-year tribulation are on our doorstep, leaping off the pages of the Bible, the scoffers are multiplied. They're everywhere and telling us, no, no, that's, that's not, the, has nothing to do with God, has nothing to do with the Bible, has nothing to do with the Bible prophecies. Don't watch or look at these things. Listen to us, the scoffers. Yeah? Well, blessed is the one who isn't scoffing or listening to the scoffers. Amen? Yeah. And do you know something? That this scoffing includes complainers? Complainers? What are complainers doing? They're scoffing at the promises, the word, and the ways of the Lord. Wow. You know, I read the whole Bible a couple times a year. I've never seen anything good about complaining in this holy book, right? Now, um, look at the difference between those of verse 1 and those of verse 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Remember, the rest of the Bible had not yet been written at this time. So where it says the law of the Lord, you could rightly say the word of the Lord. But his delight is in the word of the Lord, and in his word he meditates day and night. This speaks of those who enjoy listening to different counsel. They're on a different path, and they sit in a different seat. These are ones who delight in the word of the Lord. Yeah, they meditate on it day and night. They think deeply about it. They even mutter it. The word meditate means to mutter. What's that mean? Walking around. Okay, blessed is the man who walks not in the council of God's hands. They, they, they speak it, and, and, and this causes them to live by it, to live by the word of the Lord. Yeah, and so what about you? What about you? Are you like those of verse 1, or are you like those of verse 2? We're going to continue to see the distinctions between those of verse 1, here's what not to do, and verse 2, here's the way to go. Yeah, the way of the Lord. Remember, watch therefore and be ready. I want to take a moment to say thank you to those who prayerfully and financially partner with Watch Therefore Ministries. Without you, we could not do this exciting and effective and timely kingdom work. The Lord certainly has raised you up for such a time as this. And again, thank you. In Matthew 24, our great Savior Jesus speaks of a faithful, wise, and blessed servant who's watching for the Master to come and doing what the Master commanded. My aim for this television ministry and all of our ministries is to make faithful 
servant, disciples of Messiah Jesus, who will hear him say to them, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And one of the ways we walk that out is through Romans 1.16, taking the gospel and discipleship to the Jew first and then to the nations. To the Jew first with our ministry, Blessing Israeli Believers, co-founded by our ministry partner, John McTurnan and myself, we're working through our Israeli believing partners who are getting out the gospel, making disciples of Messiah Yeshua, planting believing congregations, helping to save babies from abortion, and also helping Holocaust survivors in the name of Messiah Yeshua and much more. And then to the nations through our ministry poured out for the nations where we're serving in African countries. I personally have served in 10 African countries and in India through one of our believing partners and also in America and through this Watch Therefore telecast all over the world. And one of the ways you can keep up with what's going on in this ministry is through our monthly Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nations newsletters. I write about things that will help us to watch therefore and be ready and also news and updates about what's going on here in Israel through our partners and in the nations. Oh, it's an exciting way also to keep up with what you can be praying for, for our prayer partners and what you're giving into for those who sow financially into this ministry. And I wanna talk about that for a moment. And as I talk about financial giving, first I wanna say, as always, if you haven't yet believed in our great savior, Jesus, please don't send any money into this ministry. It's simply our desire that you would be our guest watching the program today and that you would receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. And for those who would like to lay up their treasures in heaven, who understand principles of giving and sowing into the kingdom of God, if this is a place the Lord's called you to do so, there's three primary platforms through which you can give. Our Watch Therefore television ministry, blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations. And you can do so through our website, watchtherefore.tv and also through the post, through snail mail at our PO box by check. And what a great way to lay your treasures up in heaven. Having said all these things, remember today more than ever, watch therefore and be ready. Our King and Savior Jesus is coming for us any moment. Welcome back to this episode of the program, Watch Therefore. We're looking at Psalm chapter 1. We've looked at verses 1 and 2. In verse 1, we learn what not to do. In verse 2, here's the way of the Lord. And we see this great distinction between the ways of this world that's set against our Savior Jesus versus those who truly walk with Him. Let's read verses 1 and 2 again and uh, continue on. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law, the word of the Lord. And in his law, in his word, he meditates day and night. Now into verse 3. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The blessed meditators on God's word are like a tree planted by rivers of living water. Hallelujah. Think of this analogy. Two trees, the same kind of tree, but one planted and, and trying to grow, yet withering and dying in parched, cracked, dry ground 
while the other tree is planted and rooted next to a, a river fed by a spring, clear, living, pure water. Yes. Wow. In that context, which is a very right context, look at Colossians chapter 2. As you therefore have received Christ the Lord, so walk in Him rooted, rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Oh, hallelujah. This is what we get to be. A, a healthy, vibrant tree that brings forth its fruit in its season. Folks, this is our season. This is your season to bear fruit that is eternal. Well, how do I know that? Well, because of what my Savior Jesus said in John chapter 15. He said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. You see, there our leaf does not wither, even in these treacherous times, especially in, this, in these treacherous times times, giving glory to our Savior Jesus. What did our Lord say? He said that they may see our good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Every obstacle, every problem is an opportunity for glory, to give glory to the Lord. Yes, and what does it mean here to bear fruit? Well, from the light of our lives shining in the darkness, we bring a Holy Spirit influence into the lives of others, bringing the kingdom of God into their lives. Now, here are a few examples of bearing fruit. It may be planting or watering gospel seeds, and then our Father in heaven through Messiah Jesus by the Holy Spirit gives the increase and people are saved, using our spiritual gifts to build up the body of Christ, edifying other believers in the local body of Christ, for example, or restraining evil in this dark world with the light of Messiah Jesus coming from our set-apart holy lives. Yes, it says here in the psalm, whatever he does will prosper. Here's an example of the specific of just that in Psalm 122. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. And this isn't the false prosperity message that just stirs up the greed glands and legitimizes lust. No, what this is is kingdom prosperity because we have a heart that beats with the Lord's heart. I don't pray for the peace of Jerusalem so I'll prosper. I pray for the peace of Jerusalem because I love Jerusalem. I love what God loves. And due to that, I prosper. You see? Yeah, it's a fruit. The prosperity is a fruit of loving what the Lord loves. And so if you live this way, guess what? You can't mess this thing up. You know, I think about, I worry about, I don't want to mess things up. Well, no, if you do this, you can't. It's the Lord by His Spirit. He does the heavy lifting. Yeah, that's why we really don't have anything to worry about. If we'll just think, speak, and live this way. Psalm 1-4, the ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. We continue to see this distinction between the godly and the ungodly. And of course, what this speaks of is, um, of course, Israel was an agrarian uh, region. 
a nation at that time more than ever. And, and so what they would do is they would have a pile of harvested wheat. They would take an instrument to throw the wheat up in the air to winnow the wheat. The wind would drive the chaff, that which is not usable, away, and the meat of the wheat would fall down into a pile. You did that long enough, here's what you can use, and the wind blows away what you can't. The ungodly are like that chaff, the trash part of the wheat. Yeah? And Psalm 1.5, Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. What is this judgment congregation of the righteous? This is the judgment seat of Christ. After we're raptured, we're caught up, yes, we're caught up to be with the Lord, and then we go to the judgment seat of Christ. This is a judgment for disciples who are forgiven of their sins. They're born again. They have eternal life, and this is where the Lord will scrutinize our stewardship over the opportunities by grace and, and His mercy operating through our lives. And, and did we walk by the Holy Spirit? And those things are fruit that will remain. Those are eternal things that we're rewarded for, yes? And the other things are burned, right? And so that's why it's so important to walk in the ways of the Lord, motivated by His grace and mercy and His Holy Spirit. Here, I'm going to read uh, one of the, uh, there's a, many passages, well, actually, there's a few passages I think of that very clearly speak of this in the New Testament. I'm going to read one of them. For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field. You are God's building according to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation, and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Now, for time's sake, I'm just going to tell you for another clear passage on this judgment seat of Christ spoken of in, in Psalm 1, you can go to 2 Corinthians 5, 10, and 11. Now to Psalm 1-6, For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. We've seen the judgment of the righteous. Look at the judgment of the, of the ungodly uh, here in Revelation 20. Then I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them, and I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Oh, dear ones who are watching, the Lord puts before us life and death, but he wants us to choose life. He wants us to choose life. We get to choose. How do I choose life? Well, first off, you have to be forgiven for your sins to have eternal life, and to avoid this final judgment of the ungodly. No, what you need to do is repent of your sins, change your mind about your sins, in your heart be very sorry for them and begin to turn from your sins and look to Jesus the Lord. Receive Him as your Savior. Believe that He died on the cross for your sins. He was buried, and on the third day He rose again. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Repent 
and believe in the gospel. Receive him as your Savior and Lord and follow him. He'll send his Holy Spirit to, get, to live in you. He'll give you a new life. He'll change your heart. He'll change your heart and he'll give you a new life. Will you do that now? Call upon his name, Lord Jesus. Please save me and forgive me. I want to follow you. I want to turn from my sins. And if you're doing that, there's information at the bottom of your screen. Please contact us. We want to send you a brochure called How to Begin Your New Life in Christ. Oh, it'll be a great blessing for you. We want to participate in what the Spirit of the living God is doing, bringing you to repentance, giving you eternal life today in our Savior, Jesus. And for everyone watching, I'd like to pray for just a moment. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, thank you for every precious viewer today. You spilled your blood, Lord Jesus, to save and heal and bless each one. Oh, bless them tremendously right where they are today. We thank you, Holy Father, in our great anytime and sin coming Savior, Jesus' name. Amen and amen. What a blessing to be with you today. Now is the time, more than ever, to do this. Watch therefore and be ready. King Jesus, he's coming for us any moment. The rapture is the next big event on the Lord's prophetic calendar. It will be the greatest thing that could ever take place in the life of a disciple of Messiah Jesus. Despite this clear event in scripture, there exists much confusion and heated debate around the rapture. These questions and more are answered in my new book, The Gospel Truth About the Rapture. What is it? Is it in the Bible? Why is there so much confusion about this topic? Why do fewer church leaders teach about the rapture today? Why has it become increasingly unpopular? Since there are different views and positions, can we know the truth about the rapture? Why is the rapture important to the Lord's disciples? The events found in the gospel truth about the rapture are leaping off its pages. Like never before, these scriptural truths pertain directly to the disciples of the Lord in this generation. If you would like your life to become dramatically more dynamic and hopeful, read and implement the gospel truth about the rapture. And with a tax-deductible gift of any amount to say thank you, we will send a copy of my new book, The Gospel Truth About the Rapture. Be sure to write Rapture Book in the check memo section or online giving notes. And be sure to watch therefore and be ready. King Jesus is coming for us any moment. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R-I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready. We know he came. The
were slain, he'll come again Our conquering king on that day His sword will go forth to take back and restore what belongs